Hey, I'm Camille Joy, and I'm the host of the Moments of Joy podcast. This podcast is dedicated to super moms that don't always feel so super, trauma victims that need an example of how God will pull you through, and those of you that are looking for a little joy. When we go through really hard times, we often feel like nobody can relate. But here on this show, we keep it real in transparency, we keep it real in support, and we keep it real in love for mamas all over the globe. Welcome to the show. I need the joy, the joy of the Lord in my heart. I need to make an exchange, mm-hmm. my day even start Welcome back to another episode of the Moments of Joy podcast. I am so excited to be here with you on our first episode of the new year, 2022. (laughs) Yes, I'm excited about that. Welcome back, MVPs. You all are my most valuable players. You press play on every single episode. You've been sharing on social media when you're listening to episodes. You're sharing with friends. You're leaving reviews. Um, and I am just so thankful. If you haven't left a review, go ahead. If you're listening on the Apple Podcast Forum, just scroll all the way down to the show and you'll be able to leave the show a review. And those are very, very important. And I'm excited about today's show. We're back to guests. But before we get started, I promised that I would start every episode with a joy moment. Uh, So today, um, it is about waiting. God is waiting for you. He never intended for you um, to shoulder your burdens alone. So let him carry the load. That is based out of Psalms 105, verse 4. Depend on the Lord for strength. Always go to him for help. That's very simple. All right. (laughs) Very simple. Our father wants to be there for us. And I'm excited about today's episode. Well, first of all, we're in 2022. So much has happened. I, I can't even begin to tell you. I really believe that this year is the year of exceedingly and abundantly that God is going to do in our lives according to the power that worketh in us, right? Because that's the scripture. It says, I will do, uh, God is able to do exceeding and abundantly above all that we can ask or think according to the power that worketh in us. So I really believe that he's going to do that this year. Why? I had an epiphany just by the followers on Instagram. Because we are a community here, you know that you've been hearing me say, you know, connect with me on Instagram. I'm on the road to 10K. I'm already almost there. Um, And then all of a sudden, it just blew up, right? So I had this goal of 10, but then God brought me to 40. And maybe by the next episode, I'll be at 50. Who knows? But a strong community of moms raising children with special needs is over there. And so if you're one of them and you're listening, I appreciate you. And I'm so thankful for um, you following and joining this community. And I look forward to getting to know you through the comments. And, you know, I love seeing other moms encourage each other. It's just amazing. And so I'm so excited. Today, I'm sitting down with a friend of mine. 
This podcast episode is wonderful. Her name is Cherise Sims, and uh, of course, <laughs> she's a friend that I met on Clubhouse. We recorded this episode actually before the new year, but I'm playing it now. She is a PBS early learning champion. She's a mom of six. She's also a twin mom. She has twins. She's a mentor and coach, and she actually founded a library in Los Angeles, California, and it's called Sims Library of Poetry. She's amazing. Her passion is for parents, and so we're going to talk today on the podcast. So without further ado, let's get into today's episode. Happy New Year. I am so excited to have with us today on the Moments of Joy podcast, my new buddy, Cherise Sims. Cherise, welcome to the show. Thank you. (laughs) I'm so excited to have you here today. I'm excited to be here. You know, Camille, I love you. I follow you on all the platforms and you have such a vibrant energy. So I'm honored that you asked me to be a part of this. Yes, thank you so much. Um, I met Sharice on Clubhouse where many of us have bonded and you've heard me talk about it over and over and over again on the show. But she's another amazing mom who is shining on Clubhouse and off of Clubhouse. And I would love for her to, um, you know, get to know my community today. So Sharice, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? I am Sharice. I am living in Southern California. I've been married. Okay, Camille, I honestly, like when people ask me my age or how long I've been married, I <laughs> legit don't know anymore. Yeah. I'm somewhere in my late thirties, near <laughs> 40 years old. This is not even me not wanting to admit my age. I just don't know. Right. Like things become less important as you get older. Uh, my husband and I have been married. We're either going on 12 or 13 years. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I feel like I should know, but the point is we're happy. We're in this, whether it's 12 years, 72 years, we here. So um, I am married. My husband and I have six children together. Now, you know, if I don't know my age, no, I actually didn't know their (laughs) ages though. That's why I don't know my age. Uh, We have an 11 year old, a 10 year old, an eight year old, uh, soon to be six year old, should be six on Saturday. Um, and twins that are three years old. Oh, wow. Um, and I think we're done. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I think we're done. Awesome. You think. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. I'm excited to learn a little bit about the age differences. I have um, a little gap, well, a big gap in between mine too, but I know your oldest, um, as you just said, is reaching those teen years. So there's a shift coming. <laughs> yes. Yeah. No, it's came. The shift yes. is here. <laughs> it is here. Yes. So I recently, I recently read a post that said um, adolescence is not actually a stage mm-hmm. that you have childhood and adulthood wow. and adolescence is really like this vortex that they're in where they are children learning to be adults. Yeah. And so many people get trapped in adolescence because they don't have enough support nurturing them from childhood into adulthood. Mm. And so often, I, I'm sorry, I could go, I could go, go ahead. Okay. I'm like, you so see often, guys, you see, this is why I wanted her. <laughs> so often we look at children, regardless of their age, really, because I see parents and I actually did this with my oldest. We see children and we look at their size. We look at how big they are. We look at how well they speak. We look at how well they do things. And we think they are older than what they are, but their brain is still maturing. That, that's in terms of their impulse controls, their emotional control, their perspective, 
like we base our perspective off of years of experience, but they only have a few years of experience that they're basing their perspective off of. So adolescence is really, you know, it starts right around 11 years old. Those hormones kick in. And I was recently telling my husband how, you know, I, I feel a lot of compassion for my daughter because she is 11 and she's starting to sprout and she's going from this child body to a woman's body, but she's not a woman and she's not a child. So it's like, she's too big for the two ponytails and overalls and to be cute, Mm -hmm. but she's too little to be wearing crop tops and try to be sexy. So she's just at this like vortex in between stage that can be so uncomfortable. So yes, it's here. Yes, here. Yeah, (laughs) absolutely. Those years. Now, where did your love for children come from? You're a mom of six and you had your own daycare. Am I correct? Yes. So So where did um, did that come from? Yeah, it's just within me. I think Mm -hmm. a lot of us have passions and love from the point that we're young. And I think that it's very clear to us when we're young. And then as we get older, we it becomes less clear because we have so many people telling us what we should focus on. But I have always loved children and I have always loved teaching. Uh, when I was little, I used to line up all my stuffed animals against the wall. And then I had my mom buy me a big whiteboard and I would like teach my stuffed animal space. <laughs> and I would have several different little dolls that would sleep with me in the bed. And those were my babies. I even had twin dolls that I still have to this day. Oh my goodness. I have to post a picture of my twins with the little twin dolls that I had as a young girl. Wow. Side note, I believe in the power of manifestation. Mm -hmm. Um, So I've always just, that was just something that was in me. I always knew I wanted a lot of children. I always knew I wanted to work with children, even when I was a child. Um, And I just grew and developed that you know I think most teenagers get jobs working with children but I loved it when I did it as a teen and then just continued to do it um and then I like God really sent the right people to me you know in high school we had um we had one of those teen parenting programs so we had a nursery and a child care facility on our high school campus for the teen Mm -hmm. parents Mm -hmm. and as you became upper upper division high school student, uh, you have the option for elective courses to work at the nursery or the daycare. So I started working there my junior year and I met an amazing woman. Her name is Marilyn McGrath. She is, um, you know, the head of a lot of child development programs out here. She got Santa Monica College, I think like either a million or a billion dollars for their child development program. She's a phenomenal woman, Um, but she was in charge of that program. So I met her there and uh, that, you know, it, it nurtured me into more into the field of child development and starting to take classes. So I started to take classes in high school Mm -hmm. so that when I graduated, I could start working as a preschool teacher, um, and then just built from there. And yes, I had a in-home daycare. So I, I worked as a preschool teacher for years, um, at very like upscale private schools on the West side. Mm -hmm. (laughs) And then I had my own daughter, Um, and everybody kind of knew that I wasn't coming back. And I was like, guys, I'm having a baby. I'll be right back. I did not come back. I came back with her and I was like, I can't do it. Six weeks maternity leave wasn't enough. So I stayed home with her. Um, and then after a year and a half, we opened an in-home daycare. Then she started climbing the bookshelves at our house. I told my husband, I was like, this is not stimulating enough for her. She's got to (laughs) go. He's like, 
I'm not paying someone else to watch her when you're a teacher and you know, like, you know what to do with them. I don't know why we would pay someone else. But then I did end up looking at preschools in our area and I just Mm -hmm. could not find anything that I liked. And one of the things was that a lot of, um, a lot of schools are very much so like, if they're this age, this is what they're doing. Mm, Yeah whether or not they are developmentally at that point or past that point, it for the sake of management. And I get it. If you have 20 children in the class for the sake of management and finances, it's very hard to accommodate individual needs if you don't have enough support in the classroom. Right. But my daughter was reading fluently at three. And so I felt like if she's in your classroom, she's going to be climbing your bookshelves because Mm -hmm. she's not going to be stimulated enough. So I told my husband I wanted to open up a preschool. And I think a week later, we found an old preschool that was for sale. And it had apparently been, I don't don't know, it had been empty for a while, but wasn't on the market. We never noticed it. And then we saw it and I was like, babe, (laughs) like, that's God, that's me right there. And then we got out the car and on the cement right outside the gate, it says, praise the Lord. And I said, Hiram. That's my husband's name. I was like, Hiram, oh, what, my what more do you need? <laughs> so we got the school, uh, started the school. And then during the pandemic, we actually turned the school into a library of poetry, which was my husband's dream. Um, wow. And that's in part because I needed to step back. I mean, the pandemic made it very, very hard to run a childcare business uh, with regulations changing literally day to day. And I wanted to make sure that I was present for my children. You know, we, we had no idea what this year was going to look like, or two years now, what these times would look like for anybody. We didn't know if we were going to lose someone. We didn't know if we'd end up in the hospital. So emotionally, mentally, I was like, I want to be here to notice if someone starts biting their nails or if somebody right. starts having potty accidents again. Like I, I want to see what's happening and how they're interpreting what's going on with the world. So I stepped back to homeschool my children and run a small pod. Um, which leads me into, you know, one of, I still really wanted to support my families. Mm -hmm.